Welcome to the show where the movement never ended because we'll always live, where black voices are amplified and black leaders are dignified, where you can learn information the system has failed to mention. You're listening to The Civil Rights Continuum. Hello, guys. What's up? Welcome to The Civil Rights Continuum, a.k.a. CRCTV. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Isaiah Massey. I'm a student at the University of Missouri studying agriculture education and Black studies. I'm Zoe, and I am a educator in early childhood. And kind of what uh, CRCTV is, why we started this is because we thought uh, we had a conversation about understanding why it's important to talk about, you know, the notable people within Black history, the notable events that are going on. And we believe that it's harder for people to learn about these people. So we decided to start this series to have that conversation and talk about, you know, daily events, current events, talking about um, past events and talking about founders of either the civil rights movement, founders of, you know, black right activists and all those different things. And without further ado, today's topic is going to be very relevant and fresh. We are going to talk about what happened at the Capitol building? So Zoe, where were you this exact moment when this was going on? What were your initial thoughts? I was actually working. I was, it was during nap time. So I was able to actually like investigate and see what was going on. But uh, no, I was, I was working, just doing my normal thing. Completely came out of the blue. Right. I remember I was, just getting up, I was home over break and my mom had CNN on and we were just seeing all the events that happened. And I was literally just spent my entire day watching this live stream on CNN, on MSNBC, learning about, you know, the atrocities that were going on at our Capitol building and just watching, it was kind of like watching game, you know, get the play by play, seeing how, you know, every next move that was happening, seeing whatever they discovered that there were uh, explosive devices that were there, discovered that the windows were being shattered. It was definitely a moment that I will always remember in my life. And I think this is one of the, the very, like one of the most significant moments that I have witnessed, um, and like not in person, but witnessed while it was happening. So what are some things that you could find that could be frustrating through watching this frustrating as an American, frustrating as a black woman. What just is frustrating about what happened when you got to see what was going on at the Capitol building, when you got to see all the different things that these people were doing there? Well, at first I, I kind of laughed at it because I didn't know exactly what was going on. It looked like people were just kind of upset and just around there. And then I realized they like got in. They, I mean, there are videos and i mean pictures of them handshaking high-fiving the security like the fact that all these people just were able to get together and do that it it's upsetting and frustrating because we all know if it were black lives matter or anybody of any person of color i feel like it would have been completely completely different it i mean I don't want anyone to have had to have passed or anything at all. Like that's not okay. We just know that it would have went another way if it wasn't who it was. Exactly. I, I can definitely recall one where I was at the protests for George Floyd over this past summer or past spring, summer, 
uh, we were met with, you know, SWAT. We were met with the National Guard multiple times on just being on the side of the highway on, you know, and especially in a very well-organized manner, whenever the people that were leading these protests, they alerted, you know, the city, they alerted the police department, let them know where we were marching, where we were going. When, when we went to every legal right to have the protests, we understood everything that was going on. And like a lot of people have this misconception that these all protests are riots that happen. But in reality, like whatever else downtown St. Louis, the protests, our protests ended around like five o'clock. We had a protest that it, like it had a start and an end time, which is what many of them have. And people would align with the aftermath that is going on with what happens at the protests with the aftermath. But with what happened at the Capitol, there was no real sign of protest that went straight into you had the people that were a part of the protests go straight into vandalism straight into rioting straight into you know being domestic terrorists this is something that should not be taken lighthearted. this isn't something that you just casually talk about or saying that you know yes these are protesters because protesters don't have explosive devices that they plant around the capitol building they don't you know literally fight police officers and that's just another thing that is insane. You know, whenever you saw the video of officers letting them in, you see that, you know, they were denied uh, the National, like they were denied to have the National Guard give uh, help at the Capitol building the first time they requested it. Uh, it. It's just baffling. And another thing with it is that there are state representatives that are part of the crowd. And I think that's one of the most disheartening things to see is that you have, you know, people in leadership that are out there that are participating in domestic terrorism that are participating in this and it's scary because there are people that firmly stand on the fact that that was protest that that was you know something that was right it's not just seeing it as white or black in america you see global leaders seeing the atrocities and people saying that this is wrong you have people from you know france you have people from canada everyone they, their world like world leaders are watching us and seeing how disgusting this was how like tragic that day alone was that really brings us into our next question what does this mean for our nation what does this look like in you know what does this mean for african americans as well this has a huge effect on us so what do you think like what does this mean to our nation i mean the way it looks to me it's more division exactly what we don't need the people that went there obviously they're their own group. They're their own, you know, they have their own beliefs and felt like that was necessary to do that. But I think a lot of people, I mean, it was already happening before this. A lot of people, a lot of black people, a lot of people of color, they just, they assume most people want to behave this way. And so I feel like it could lead to more division, but also with social media, I feel like we are seeing people also come out and be like, we all, we all see that this is not okay we aren't a part of this, like, and I mean, also with that, there are so many people showing what you can do to be different. I mean, if you, it's just, personally, I don't want to see people look at this group, look at these people that did this and completely like close them out. Like, I think we just need to be able to come to an understanding and hopefully once there is someone else in office, we can do that. I'm praying, of course, that there is no more push in that division. But I feel like if we could all just open our ears uh, and realize what has been going on forever, essentially, in this country, how 
what is considered the normal can finally be changed because everything has always been pushed on Black Lives Matter and that type of movement movement as being the ones who are dangerous, the ones who are a threat. And uh, even though that's not the case, that's how it's always been presented. And now we're seeing that that's not, one, how it was, but also we're seeing that there's a group who is doing way worse. And so it kind of sheds light on that as well. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't have said it better. Uh, it, it's just something that makes you really ponder about what's going to happen within the future. I mean, we had a whole entire riot that was led by the Proud Boys, which is a white supremacist group. We have Trump supporters that are in with the Proud Boys. We had Klan members at the Capitol building, and it's just something that you'd think you'd see in a movie, but then you realize that this is real life. And it's scary and interesting at the same time because we're at a very pivotal point. All these stories, like everybody likes to believe that, you know, white supremacy is something of the past, but we see it still here in present day. So I think we're at a very interesting moment as a country to now condemn this, now to put this aside. Like if we are the country like built upon to be the melting pot, built upon to be where all people can coexist. That That's always been the plan. That's always been America has been this little social experiment, science experiment, where how can you put all these different clashing cultures together and have them lim- live uh, harmoniously? But as a matter of fact is, you know, it, it's been a struggle. It's been 400 year struggle for African Americans. There's been struggle for Asian Americans. There's been struggle for Muslim Americans. But uh, right now we are at the point where the center of a lot of that problem, which is within white supremacy in America, that is a problem with why a lot of people don't get along as a culture, why a lot of different cultures don't come together. We are at a point as a country to, you know, have the opportunity to start righting those wrongs, to start telling these people, this is not how we want to move forward as a society. This is no longer how we want to see our country, like, be made. This, putting this to an end. And through, you know, especially through what we saw the Capitol, you saw how many people, how quickly, I think people don't realize how quickly those people band together. And it's honestly, you know, frightening how quickly they will listen to Donald Trump. I mean, they went like just as quickly as they came there is just as quickly as they left right when he said to tell them to leave, which the way he told them, that's a whole other topic on its own. But it's really frightening when you see just how easily people are being led by this man, how like they don't question anything he does. They don't, they, even if you give them mounds of evidence of how he has been a liar, how he's been a con artist, how like all these things, how he's been, you know, sexist or racist, you have concrete evidence, but they will still choose to follow this man's leadership. And that of itself is scary because you have literally hundreds of thousands, if not maybe millions of people in this country that will follow this man within a a tweet away. And that is just something that doesn't ever sit right that with me right now, because he could say anything. He could tell them jump and they'll jump. And it's that easy for them. They'll just, you know, go at his whim. I think it's interesting how people are trying to, you know, blame other organizations that this was their doing. And I think it's why I think it's hilarious is because within you know, Trump supporters, those, they market themselves all wearing his slogans, all everything. So it's really hard for 
people to eat, but like it's hard to put blame outside anybody else because you guys come there, flags all right. raised, MAGA hats wearing, like you're wearing everything that shows who you're supporting. They do this on a daily, you see this everywhere. So to try to point blame at other organizations, I mean, they tried and every time they try to point evidence, there's been significant fact checks. Like the main one was when they were trying to say that there was Antifa there and that a uh, senator was trying to say that a company used their facial recognition to prove that it was Antifa. And that same company said that he was wrong and that that was not a true fact. And when they did run it, it didn't come back as what he was saying. So they made everybody made all news outlets, everything that almost tried to push that story, they made them take it down and use an apology. And I think that it's just very, this whole situation of, is a situation of its own, uh, say to lead. For our final topic about this, so Trump being suspended on Twitter. The fear is a lot of people are saying this is an infringement on our First Amendment rights. This is muting people of freedom of speech. So what is, what is your thoughts on Trump being suspended on Twitter? I mean, like you said earlier, if this person can tell you, be here, do this, and then leave, like have that much power to let all that happen, that's not okay. I think 100% it was an okay thing to have that suspension. I may be crazy saying this, but probably not. Like there is not much difference in his behavior and the leader of a cult. There is not much difference. There's been so many comparisons about it anyway. It needed to happen. I, I understand what people are saying that it's kind of taking away the rights, but also it's like when you are using it to pretty much an abuse, I think it's the right thing that needed to be done. Uh, with me seeing this, I think a lot of people fail to realize that Twitter isn't an American application. It's not just an American application. It's a worldwide application. Twitter is in China. Twitter is in Japan. Twitter is everywhere. Twitter has, they're within their right as a private organization to do whatever they want, especially since people think of it real small saying, oh, this is America trying to mute and take away our First Amendment right. But they're not looking at it. This is Twitter as a worldwide organization that is helping right minimalize potential conflict to a country. This isn't the first time they've done this either. This isn't the first time they've done, they've suspended accounts for significantly less as well. Like people's accounts will get suspended for, you know, posting too much like vulgar things. They're like regular people. Twitter will suspend accounts left and right. And people believe that, oh, because it happened to their boy that, you know, now it's this whole, is this muting thing, it's this whole, and French on the First Amendment. But in reality, is Twitter's already been doing this for a while because you, you you may not actually read it, but if you look in the agreements, whenever you press I agree to that, you are getting your right to do that, like for them to be able to have their right to take your kind of way to suspend it. So it's hard to say, you know, is it you like taking away the First Amendment right whenever, in fact, it's within Twitter's right to do so, especially whenever it comes to safety of other people. The, the thing about this is people think about it like, oh, they're trying to take back the country and all these things. Well, what does our country look like to other opposing countries that may want to do harm to us if we have our own people riding at a capital with zero defense? And especially looking weak right now, what is, what is that to say? Who's to say that there wasn't a reality that there was per se a spy that learned about this madness and then blended it with the crowd and got secrets from Capitol building. Who, who's to say that that didn't happen? 
it's a perfect chance to do something like that. Easy. People, if you have regular citizens walking in the Capitol building, who's to say that there wasn't some type of spy that took important information out of there while he had his chance? Because what chance would have been better than that one right there? So that's what people fail to recognize is how terrifying this can be. If there, you know, if that conspiracy is something that is true, that you know, if there's a if there was a spy that day, that's something that can lead up to worse. You know, we might be be back at a Cold War part two. We could be at a whole. The possibilities are endless. Is a Cold War? Is it Civil War? World War? We don't we don't know. We don't know what this will look like. But in the fact of the matter being, is glad that it is over. The guy didn't last any longer than it did. But it definitely is an issue that is alarming and is something that has shaken our entire country. The citizens is something that has made us really have to take a step back and realize what are we becoming? Are we becoming our nasty past? Are we trying to become something different? Are we trying to become more? Are we trying to fulfill our purpose within this country to live together in harmony? Are we trying to fulfill that purpose? Or are we trying to be for our own personal motives? Yes, you have your freedom of speech, you have your freedom to say whatever you want, but whatever it comes to the potential harm to other citizens, where do you draw that line then? And that's that's also why we have, you know, we have checks and balances. That's why we have amendments, because when we get to this point within our nation, you know, we have to edit this. This is why we have those things, because yes, we have freedom of speech, but, you know, we have someone who just planned a coup on the Capitol because he wasn't getting his way. And that type of power is scary. And that's those type of things are something that, you know, we have to really, you know, not take lightly because this is something that's going to birth a whole new era of what America will look like. We could by tomorrow be framing up new amendments, new ways to how we can not let this this type of thing happen again. I mean, this this division that we've had throughout these last four years is just insane entirely insane we we've went backwards as a country but it also has brought to light how many people still want to live back in an era where people have less rights than others and people aren't going to want to proudly say that but that's the world that they do care to live in Mm -hmm. that that that's who they're aligning with they're aligning with people who want to put others down instead of trying to move forward together and it's just a scary sight to see Thank you all so much for listening to our capital conversation don't forget to hit that like follow and share button before you leave wishing you all a great day and remember to be happy be hungry and be healthy this has been the civil rights continuum